How do you maximize performance with your sales force? My name is Anthony Garcia, and I'm the host of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. Join me every week as we discuss topics such as performance or improving retention. And we do so by interviewing some of the top sales professionals and entrepreneurs around the world. Now, let's enjoy the show. Catapulting Commissions family, welcome back for part two with Chris Ross. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you are missing out significantly. Chris Ross talked about the winning mentality. He has multiple corporations, high-level results. 61 companies have retained Chris or Chris's organization to teach them sales at the highest freaking level. That That's unheard of for a person to develop an agency and multiply and multiply, right? When we think about all these macro large sales agencies, you know, I don't want to name some of the methodologies, but everyone goes to the old or traditional techniques, or you have to belong to this training Mm -hmm. program to do well. Chris has smashed that. And on today's episode, we're going to dive in on to talk about Chris's methodology and Chris's approach. Chris, welcome back for part two of the Catapultic Commission's podcast. Man, I'm happy to be here, man. You can serve your audience. Any day to end in why, my friend. So I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it, buddy. So let's talk about this, man. So so Winject Inc., you're you've mm-hmm. you coach and consult multiple companies. And you started within your own traditional company where you know, for lack of better, you, you cut your teeth on. You learned your industry, you learned your craft. Yeah. But now you're expanding your Winject approach to really any industry. So walk me through this approach. Right. The, I guess, just like you said, a lack of better terms, the way to kind of describing it, I got involved, been in sales for, you know, over 15 years now, but in a lot of different types of industries. But when I struck out on my own seven, eight years ago, um, I cut my teeth on some international, you know, companies and started rubbing elbows with some major players, which was, I'm so grateful for that I had an opportunity to come in contact with so many people out there that, you know, really want the best out of everyone and having an abundance type of lifestyle, not the ones that are trying to screw you over. <laughs> I guess you would think it's the ones that you see out there. Um, but they showed me a lot of different ways. I'm actually not just taking me just selling at a high level. I was doing, you know, multi-million dollar deals and setting up different types of, you know, lucrative deals and how to structure, you know, organizations. I need, need to learn how to the financial side and structuring my own organizations. When I took that to another level, I did very well for myself, Anthony, about three or four years. I was earning, you know, over a million dollars in commissions, you know, revenue counted for each and every month for, I think it was over three years straight. There wasn't a month that I didn't produce over a million dollars in revenue for the company. So obviously that helped me. And I learned a lot through the, within that process. And I went back to the education field and working with the trade schools. And that's where I signed a lot of contracts and taking that type of methodology that I developed within after leaving education and going into the international type of sales, then going and kind of threw my hat in a ring a little bit. And then once I, for two years, I took on a contract and I signed a contract, I think it was like 1.7 for three years. And then I had to restructure that contract because they had over 300 to 400% growth within the first six months. And it completely changed the game from them. They went from, I can't say the name because obviously NDA, but they went from, I would say about the top eight in the country and now they're smashed. They're number one. Okay. So they've done so well and it's turned from, you know, 28 trade schools to 41 to 49, then to 61. 
I'm still, I'm still, you know, working with them, but I don't do it on a, just a different capacity because I'm stepped down for that type of role. I'm in the chairman role now, I hired CEOs and hired different things for that, um, which I'm very grateful for. But me going into WinJet, the success that I've had within those, you know, billion dollar companies and trade schools, I'm taking that same approach and say, okay, I want to attack the marketplace in any industry. I'm going to see if I can apply this to any sales, well, any company. I can apply this strategy and methodology and, and aligning my sales process within their process. What I'm basically going to do is I'm a co-founder for it. I'm um, a managing director and also my co-founder, um, the guy from my show, the, the win-win effect podcast, West base, um, which you were on the show. I'm very excited about um, this type of venture for ourselves. He, in which he focuses on a different part of the business. I focus on more about the align alignment process with the education side and all that knowledge of working with, you know, educational counsel, nationally accredited programs it takes because it when you're i know i'm giving this a long-winded answer but i'm trying to give a little bit more idea for your listeners to understand this you can't just when the information i know about education and education council and understanding you're ticking all the boxes of accreditations you can't just build a program and say it's nationally accredited you got to go through it because those agencies have to be dysregulated you have to go through audits every three months to be able to keep your accreditations and how they keep their accreditations isn't about the number they enroll into a program. It's about the ones that see success at the end. Okay. So you can't just enroll someone into a program. We talked about this on, a, on the last episode towards the end about me taking away from them. That's where that comes from. Me taking it completely away from them and having them going, Hey, I don't qualify to, you know, for this program, because I have shitty ass attributes, I have core values, so whatever that is for them, they could say, Hey, I want to go into, I'm, I'm really good working with my hands. And I really want to learn HVAC. I want to learn whatever, then yeah, they qualify for those types of, you know, programs, you can't just take someone and say, Hey, I want to become an entrepreneur, and I want to make a million dollars. Well, you want to become a millionaire, do what billionaires do. That's how you become a millionaire pretty quickly. I like, okay, it's not that yeah, it's not that difficult. So that's where that process and that's where all that methodology comes from. It comes from me taking what I know from education and then applying that same type of similar process within another process of people just trying to GM product and services down your throat. You mentioned the ones that been in sales for 30 years and these are big names out there. I'm not knocking them. I read their books, love those guys. I see them, you know, different out there and I'm not trying to challenge you guys. I'm just don't, it doesn't, I mean, you're irrelevant to me is what I'm basically saying to you because what, how much success I've had over the years with this approach. It's, if me paying attention to all the people that have done this for 30, 40 years, I can still celebrate you and clap and say and not tip my hat to you. Congratulations on all your success, all of it. And I'm blessed to even know your name. Great. I appreciate you. But <laughs> until you're ready to stand next to me and prove that you can actually do it in today's marketplace, that's a different story. Now, you're, now you're my competition. So that's why I'm a, that's why I'm attacking that type of marketplace with that type of methodology, because I know it works. I'm proving it, proving it day in, day out on not just the customer satisfaction ratios or getting through the program. The ones that are actually seeing success because they're qualifying their buyer a lot faster and more rapidly, and they're doing it with ease just by that approach. So many nuggets in in that in in how you just described the wind inject approach. I mean, you're honestly you're injecting a new approach into sales that is relevant is fresh adapts to the time being 
mentioned your partner, Wes, who's also on the Win-Win Effect podcast. We are going to be working to get Wes on the Catapult Commission's podcast and picking his brain and diving in and, and getting some of his understanding. In this Winject methodology, so you, you, you learned it in the trade schools, you're, you're rolling it out, you're, you're jumping into industries. Is there a mental shift? Is there a different approach or, yeah, I guess let's go with mental shift. Is there a mental shift somebody has to take to say, hey, I'm going to bring the Winject methodology to my organization. I used to use, we'll just put XYZ, list any other sales methodology right. approach in there. I don't want to, I don't want to bash anyone. And, and if, uh, you know, I recently posted a blog on sales processes and sales methodologies, and, you know, you can get my opinion on those there. Any one of these other methodologies, I'm going to go with the Winject approach. Is there a big shift or change that someone has to make before adapting that approach? Yes and no. Okay. A lot of people, if they're willing to make that shift, they're already going to do it within their own mind. The ones that you have to kind of, like, I guess, force to make that type of shift, those are the ones you don't want around your organization. Because they're so caught up in and, I guess in love with scripts and a traditional way of selling. I can't, you, you couldn't pay me enough because it's, it's, un, it's unethical in my opinion. Like NLPs, tons of holes in that stuff. I mean, yes, I, you can understand the psychology and persuading people, but if you're persuading them to do something they're going to regret, then what's the fucking point? <laughs> you know I mean, like inspiring more. It's like people don't want to be manipulated to make decisions. We're going to make a decision together collectively if I believe this is a right fit for you. And here's the reasons why. XXX. And I'm going to tell them why I don't believe they're the right fit for this program. Product or service are good. It doesn't, I don't give a shit if they're selling a popsicle, Anthony. You don't have the type of person to like, you told me earlier that you didn't like lemon. Okay. <laughs> why am I going to sell you a fucking lemon popsicle? You see my point. If you can, I can do this for any company, but they're going to have to first want to be successful within their own mind and that winning mentality and be willing to lose. And embrace that losing because it's two words in the English dictionary are very powerful. Get, I want everyone to write this down. Get, G-E-T, and then yet, Y-E-T. Two very powerful words. I don't have to do what I do for a living, Anthony. I get to do what I do for a living. And what I do during, throughout my day of trying to become 1% better every day I'm going to have a lot of opportunities there to learn from setbacks or failures. And doesn't mean that I'm failing. I just haven't found the right way of going about accomplishing my goals yet. Once I figure out how to do it, then that yet comes into play. I'm already telling my brain, I'm going to figure it out. I just haven't found the right way yet. So if you're struggling, if you're listening to this and you're struggling getting to the, the numbers that you really want to, just love the process. It's not about the goal. It's not about, it's who you turn your, it's the pursuit during that goal. And you're going through your process and, and in that playing that infinite game of business or infinite game of success. In my opinion, I told Wes, we mentioned Wes, he's going to have to bury me with a phone just in case they don't make a mistake. Because I'm telling you right now, I'm going to any day to end and why I'm moving, man. This is what I love to do. I made that decision a long time ago. A lot of people don't really get with that, but there's a certain amount of people that understand that, the hard work and dedication it takes to become successful. It's not about success for me. It's about, are my kids going to be able to look at me and say, that's my dad. I'm proud of my dad or whatever. My family back home, 
Like I'm proud of my son. I'm proud of my, I'm proud of my uncle. I'm proud of my brother for him accomplishing the things. Cause they saw me at the very beginning. That's where I raging wars on myself because I didn't understand why I had to overcome all this adversity in my life. Why me? Poor me. Bullshit. Right? No, you got to trend. You look at it in a different way. That was getting me ready to overaccomplish all the things that I'm setting out for myself now. It makes it worth it. It's part of the process. It's a pursuit. Who you turn yourself into. Am I more valuable to my family now, today? Yes. But I had to go through hell to get myself, and I'm still going through it. I'm not perfect. I put my pants on just like you, Anthony. The listeners out there, we all put our pants on a similar way. Don't put people on a pedestal. Don't ever, I mean, there's certain people in the world that I probably would, time would stop if I met them just for a second, then I would blink and just be grateful that I had an opportunity to meet that person. But I'm not going to put them on a pedestal. They're not better than me in any way, situation or form. Nope. They, they got a time and expiration date on them as well. They don't know it. I don't know mine. I'm going to live. Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode for a second. I hope you're enjoying what you've heard thus far. Are you a sales professional? Or do you manage a team of sales professionals? I imagine you know someone who struggles with complacency. I'm talking about the sales rep who has all the tools to be a top performer, but just can't seem to get past the mental hurdle that is holding them back. I completely understand and I relate with you. That is why I've created a detailed approach on how to get out of this stage of complacency and put yourself in position to achieve your next sales goal. Be sure to visit my website, catapultingcommissions.com, once there, you can find the link to pick up a copy of my international best-selling book, Catapulting Commissions. Now, let's get back to our show. I love that. I mean, I, I have sat down with some incredibly talented, successful people that mm. are, you know, I don't, I don't want to name drop, but I mean, these are people you're like, oh my goodness. And you know what, dude? They're right. just like me and you. Yeah. They're normal yeah. people who like to have that conversation. Uh, so, so on that, you're absolutely right. And the get and the get, I love that. Dude. You get to do this. And and in that process, mm-hmm. you're saying, right, love the process, love the journey, because the journey is where growth is going to come from. And that process yes. is who we become. You hit the scripts. I could, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I, I do a lot of market research and, 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 you know, my, my audience knows, right. I launched the catapulting commissions brand, January 2020, which has been filled with a lot of unexpected adversities, a lot mm-hmm. of ups and downs. And so learning to navigate a business in a new world, in, in, a, in a new age has definitely caused me, you know, I do a lot of market research. I've, I've learned, I have a team that puts a lot of my stuff together. I can't tell you how many times, Chris, I see people offering me or selling me their scripts. Hey, here's my script. Here's my script. Sign up for my list. You're going to get my script. Or I, you know, spend a thousand bucks. I'm going to give you my 40 most magical, powerful scripts. But people are buying it. None of that shit works. None of that shit's going to work. It's, it's people are buying the emotion. People are buying the thought of mm-hmm. if I get this script, man, my insurance agency is going to blow up to seven figures by, by putting this script in the hand of my receptions and putting this script in the hand of my sales team that's that's not the answer and it's so funny right i i've challenged that and to hear you agree with me on that and 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 it's probably why we get along so well there's zero authentic approach there's zero fully understanding of what you're trying Mm -hmm. to accomplish you're giving a very traditional think about this would the nfl work if everyone had the same script 
would any, no. it'd be it'd be fucking boring, right? No. Nobody would want to watch boring, that. Man. It doesn't apply. So boring. Everything's pre-scripted. Yeah, it's not authentic. I mean, you can manipulate people just by asking. And don't get me wrong. If you're a script person and I'm not trying to shit all over this, if that's for you, great. But you don't need to read that shit word for word and make it your own. Luckily for myself that I, and I'm saying lucky because I look at it as it's one of my gifts. Like I was born with the dyslexia. I can't, I can't read that well growing up. It's not that I can't read. I just like can't stop my eyes from moving. All the words just go together. Mm-hmm. Completely. I was on a show um, recently in an interview. And I was like, oh, we can use a teleprompter. I was like, I don't need that shit. I got, I'm going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that just distracting me, man. You know, I, got, I, I know what I'm talking about. We're good. Uh, you know, I've already at pre-call analysis is another piece I'm going to talk about here in a minute. But we, when, so when I'm looking at a script, all the words would go together. I'm not myself. I need to make it myself. I need to, how can I, is a human element comes into play. It has to. You're talking to another fucking human, man. There's another human being on the other end of that phone. Connect with them. It's not that hard to connect with people if you take out, you take all the the stuff that would stress you out. It's take it out. Just just break through the emotional bullshit just by having a conversation. Man, what's going on, Anthony? And they'd be like, "Oh, I'm doing pretty good." And then, then I'm going to start to make the purpose of my meeting. I didn't mean to catch you off guard. My name is Chris Ross, and I'm calling from blah, 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 blah. But that's, all, that's just for me introducing myself. Anthony, the purpose of my call today is X, Y, Z. That's it. Now we're, in this, now we're in a sales script. Now we're having a conversation. You get, and, and, so here's, here's the problem with salespeople. I'm going to tell you the number one problem. I'm listening. They're forcing a conversation. When they're calling someone, all they're doing is they're trying to force a conversation. First, you got to get them agree with you <laughs> that they were they are open to have a fucking conversation. That's the first sale, <laughs> right? <laughs> there it is, right there. You can't, and, and that's the ones that are trying to force that conversation, Anthony, and the ones with sales scripts because they're just trying to get through the page as quickly as possible. You know, there's, Man, there's I, I, that, that sales script you're talking about, you, you say that a couple things come to mind, right? If I was to go pick up on a girl, right? My wife, let's just use my wife. Cause I'm going to save my, mm-hmm. let's say if I was to go back and I wanted to go and reintroduce myself to my wife, if I had a script on how to approach and talk to my oh, wife, man. she would have told me to kick rocks. It was authentic. <laughs> it was genuine. I fumbled some words. Mm-hmm. I was definitely nervous, but you know what? It was an authentic approach. That same relationship, that same engagement is what we do in sales. And when you find these scripts, and there's people who are very successful in scripts, and I'm not going to say you can't be it. And, and, and mm-hmm. for full transparency, maybe one day I'll bring someone on the show who loves scripts and we can talk about it. But there is, um, I, I, my opinion and my approach, and for me, I have definitely have lost some of the authentic uh, approaches to that with, that with that script mentality. And the script mentality, in my opinion, gives people an excuse for a lack of preparation. Because you talk about, you know, there's a pre-call plan. 100%. But we get this false sense of security when we have a script in our hands. I've sat on a sales call, um, this is maybe four years ago, and, and the person that was running the sales call, one of the largest healthcare organizations in the country. And we're sitting in a meeting and, and he set the meeting. I was just promoted to my new role and, and we were in, and I had, a, I went from a, a individual contributor to a huge book of business with a huge team. And so we sat in this meeting with this large healthcare organization that had we got the business would have changed the lives for everyone who was in my organization. 
So I sat in the meeting. I, I mean, I'm in the role for less than two months. And I watched this executive quote unquote salesperson run with the script and his agenda so much so that he never heard anything uh, that, that was being told to him. Active listening skill. You got to have that skill. It, I, I listen to a lot of calls, a lot. Of, it's part of my, it's part of my audit piece. When I go to take on a new contract within a company, mm-hmm. usually what I do is I have them, you know, pay for my pay for the audit, you know, 25 K 50 K for me to even take a look at their company within it, see if I can make an impact. And after that audit piece, it usually takes me about two weeks depending on how big your corporation is. So a couple of things that I do is I ask some of their sales directors, divisions, whatever, send me a snapshot, a couple of calls, like two to three of each phase of the within their process. And I'll listen to them. It makes some of these sales, man, it, the bigger companies are worse. Yes. You know why they're worse? Because <laughs> they have a sales script. Yeah. The ones that have sales scripts are the worst companies and I'm, I appreciate it. So if you're using a script in, inside of a major corporation, send me an email. I will take over a contract. I'll take that comp. I'll take that over for you. <laughs> I promise you because they're, one, they're the ones that have the worst numbers, but the billion, billion dollar companies, the reason why they're able to afford that and are not, they can be in red because they, they can afford it. They can have the marketing costs. They can do whatever they need to do on promotions. It sells themselves, but their salespeople suck. Like they suck. Like they're awful, but it's not about them sucking. They were just trained poorly and by leaders that will lack their, that's a lack. Those are managers. In my opinion, they're the ones you just, and the ones that are managers, they're put into a leadership role, expecting them to become a leader. You don't need a title to be a, be a leader. Sometimes the best top performing reps aren't the best leaders or manager material. hundred percent. Couldn't agree with you they're more. Not. They're not, they're just not. So it all comes back from me listening to calls and me breaking things down. There's only a certain amount, all these humans in the world, all these different, there's only a certain amount of personalities that you have. And there's only a certain amount of patterns that you have, emotional patterns. It's the ones that develop enough emotional intelligence and understanding the science and the psychology behind sales that can be able to adapt and make the proper adjustments on the fly, on the phone, to make those, make an impact. When I listen to calls, I'm like, damn, if they would actually listen to their call, they know why they would, they're not hitting the numbers that they need to hit. Like, why don't they listen to their calls? Like, oh, I don't like to listen to my voice. I don't like to do this. It takes so much time. You know, that's the first thing they say after that piece, Anthony. It takes too much time. Mm. Time. It takes too much time. So now we're going to look at, and now I'm going to investigate how you invest your time or how you spend your time and what you spend your time on. We are in a society right now where 98% of the world is giving their wealth to 2% of people. Okay. Giving it to them on a silver platter, handing it to them. And they're always going to give it to them because they're living life saying to themselves, they don't have enough time. Everyone's <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, Bill Gates, all these successful people. Guess, guess what? Guess how many hours they have in their day? 24. What you do with it? You don't think about like, all the 30 to 40,000 decisions that you make every day on an average. Some of them, they're meaningless. Like what shirt should I wear? Right. <laughs> what shoe should I wear? You know, all these different decisions that you make, choices. But the big ones, you got like, should I end this relationship? Should I continue on this relationship? Am I happy? But a lot of people, there aren't, they're not paying attention and they're not analyzing it or, or, or that 
just like in sales, a pre-call analysis. I do a lot of an analyzing before I even, my approach, before I even go, I got a game plan. I can't walk into a call with zero game plan. I need to know what the hell I'm doing. Why? What's happening prior? People don't like to repeat themselves. So if you're inside of a sales process within the process and you got to repeat yourself over and over and over, they're going to indirectly feel like they haven't been heard the whole time. That's disrespectful. I want to, I want to know so much more about them that I want to know, understand what they're thinking and why they're here and what their motivating factor is. If they have to ask me for what the, my advice, I want I make it my fucking job, Anthony, my job to know what they want deep, deeply want without them telling me. Yeah, this is so much value on this show. And, and I'm telling my listeners, my audience, if you have to rewind and listen to this again, do so. If you didn't catch the first episode, be sure to click the previous link and listen to that episode. That, that approach and that pre-call analysis of where you're disrespecting mm-hmm. the customer's time, it's, it happens all the time. People get put into positions of leadership and called sales managers where they're not ready to lead. You don't need the title. I, I just had this conversation with someone who works directly for me who doesn't have the title, but I, I shared with her, I said, you don't have the title, you have the following, which is way more important than the freaking title. Ooh. And Ooh. The, the title is going to come because the following is there. And the people who make these decisions to give you titles in this organization are starting to notice that. That's how you get into positions of leadership, mm-hmm. develop the following. And, and we can discuss leadership and leadership principles for, for a whole nother episode another day. But that, that, that approach of you don't need a title to be a leader, you just need to be a damn leader and people will recognize mm-hmm. and follow that, so, so much power. But if we, if we're, I, wanna, I wanna tile, dial back on a, like a sales practice here a little bit. Your, your, your pre-call analysis, uh, you said something that, that I, I, I love to hear, right? Don't disrespect your prospect's time. Don't res- disrespect mm-hmm. someone else's time by asking the same questions, repeating information. Essentially, you're just showing up to a test saying, I haven't done my homework. I don't respect your time today. And and, and I hope at the end you buy my product or service. What is it that- right, It's a standard. Yeah. What, what During your pre-call or this pre-call analysis, what information are you trying to extract and how are you trying to extract it? You know, someone who's working with you in your organization, what are, what are, what are their checks and balances? What do they want to know before they get to quote unquote, the pitch or the appointment or the presentation, whatever we want to call it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, great question. By the way, a lot of people don't, they kind of skip over that of understanding the process behind it. So I'm excited to answer this. It's going to be, I'm going to try to break it off in different pieces. So that way it can be more effective for your listeners. The first thing first is asking yourself, what is the outcome you're looking for? Okay. So when you're trying to, you know, pre-call analysis and breaking down your approach, Maybe we can start with the first call and I can do the second and follow up, okay? The first call, my pre-call analysis of me understanding how much information do I know about that person that I possibly can. So that could be driven by your marketing, maybe a questionnaire. It could be something to where my reps are going to be able to look at, hey, this person's from Oklahoma, this person's from whatever, this person's from whatever. I even go as far as I've done in the past and trained my admin staff, taking their email and putting it into Google, see what pops up. I want to know who they are and what they're about. So that way I don't need to ask them. Okay. Then it's going to go with me taking control of that first meeting. I don't need to like, say I'm going to take control now. It's a pivot point. You have your introduction. 
Then you have your discovery. Then I'm gonna, then they are tie enough emotion with the discovery to make more sense and turning into, you know, the emotional side and the logical side. Because you buyers don't make decisions without justifying the logic. You have to understand and feel it first. Okay. Then you're setting the next call, the point, the call of actions, the next call, next appointment, whatever that touch point is for you. During that end of that first call, I will say something like this. Like, Anthony, I appreciate you giving me the information that you did today. It was straightforward. I understand how I can help you. But there's a couple of different things that I am going to discuss with you and kind of set you up for the next process and how I operate to make sure I can make more of an impact in each encounter, okay? So if that time, can I take two to three minutes real quick? go through that process with absolutely you. like yeah right I'm like okay perfect write this down if you don't do me a favor and they're already usually they're already writing things down it's usually what i ask them to do in the beginning of the call anyway so what i would like for you to do is your assignments you're going to be working on you're going to do a recap here's your assignments for today here's what you're going to be working on and you're in what i'm going to be working on is figuring out how i can you know listen to your maybe listen to this call again maybe pick out some of the things that you said with my notes i know i've learned a lot about you know, your, I guess, background, I learned a lot about what you're trying to accomplish, what your motivating factors, learn a lot about you. But what did you learn from this meeting? And they're like, and they're going to tell me now. And they're like, well, I learned this, this, this. I want to make sure we're all on the chin, same chin of music. We got complete transparency, right? Then I'm going to say, here's what I would like for you to do. When you're completing your assignments, and if you can send these over, make sure they're in my inbox, 12 hours or four hours or six hours or three hours, whatever that is for you, Send that over to my, my admin staff so that way they can put it into your file. Because here's what I do, Anthony. And this is what, why I believe that I've made such a huge impact with these companies and corporations in the way that I have. 15 to 20 minutes before our call, next call, I'm going to sit down and go through my notes, go through your assignments, go through and look for the little small little angles on how I can make an impact with you, not just on a business level, on a personal level as well, because I believe that if you merge them together into the same method, same approach, then you can accomplish anything you want in life. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. But yes. Let's break this down for a second. What I did, I'm indirectly telling them on how much I care about their future. 15 minutes before I call, I'm breaking it down. I don't need to do that. What I'm doing on every meeting is I'm like, how can I make an impact with this person? They, now I don't ever need to say it to them again. They're going to feel that my intentions are pure. Because they are, and I'm going to prove it by my actions. So my next meeting, and this is how this is where a lot of salespeople. You can do that, great. You can probably listen to the tonality, replaying it back. But in live calls, it's going to be difficult because you're going to get on the next meeting and you're just not going to check in. Now I need to put them right back in the same emotion again. When I because I'm going to leave high, I'm going to start to call high and leave high, never low. Okay, middle. That's the low pieces. Goes up and down, up and down, up and down. When I go to that next call, I'm going to approach it like this. Anthony, I really appreciate you showing up on time for the meeting. Um, I've been looking forward to this. I had some time to look it over my last notes with you. I had some time to look over your assignments. It's a couple of things that, you know, I'm going to mention before we get into that. How have you been? Good. Great. Things are going well. What am I trying to do? I can't just jump on a call and just know and just be all directive. I need to get in a rapport. Now it's personal. Yeah. So... Yeah, how was your week? I'm going to pick out something that you said. My dog named Danger had it, you know, he got neutered. Okay, well, how's Danger doing? That's, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, that's rapport. That's how to build a relationship. And then, then I'll go into, okay, great. Now we're going to discuss business and then go into there. And then it was same, same format, same method. So I know that this was a long-winded answer, but that's the approach. That's the, what they need to, they need to understand the process. So 
on their assignments, I always put on the bottom of any additional feedback you want to give Chris, right? So that's my assistant send them. Any additional feedback that could help him make a better decision or make a proper adjustment or recommend you for a program. Make sense? See how that recommendation? So they're always going to be trying to impress me and I'm always going to try to figure out if they're the right fit or not. Do they have what it takes? Are they showing me, you know, showing me through their actions? Are they putting forth a lot of effort? Do they, do they have the right attitude? Yes, right? So congratulations, I'm going to coach you and I'm going to help you through this process. But you can't just not just show up to meetings or not putting the effort. They're going to do that by submitting all the questionnaires and submitting all the forms. Or, and this is what I train companies and corporations on. If they're willing to adapt that type of approach, because that approach is difficult. It takes a lot of time, but that's where you need to be able to understand how you invest your time in your personal lives. Like luckily for myself, I surround myself with only successful people. Okay. So I don't, I don't get around negative bullshit. I just don't, I don't entertain negative conversations. I don't like the ones that talk about this victim mentality stuff. I don't know, nah, man, you, you play it apart. You made a decision. What led you there? You put yourself there. It's just your fault. It's not the world's fault. You put yourself there. I tell students that I can give a shit what you did before me, before Chris. Okay. BC. I can care less. Whatever led you here is some decisions and choices that you made over time. So what I'm going to do now is I can work with you on maybe some of your conditioning, maybe it could be your mindset, the way that you're looking at life, your outlook, your mentality, whatever, because systems. And as we're, as we're on this call right now, and they were doing something very similar or passing time. So all we're doing is pass the time. And as we're passing time, the world's evolving. Systems change. Product services change. Companies change. Look at what's happening right now in the world, okay? Everything is changing for me for the better. I made more money in the last six months than I have <laughs> in the whole year last year. And, you know, I did it very well last year, Anthony. Very well. Exceptionally well. You know, so because everyone's, re- they're looking for a product and service, looking for something that it's a high need. Everyone's working from home or trying to work from home. I've just been doing this my whole life. So I feel sorry for the ones that are trying to build something online. If you're not online <laughs> right now, you're dead. Your company is going to die yeah. because the world is never going to go back the way it was. It's not, you just have to come to terms with that. So that a whole approach, it goes with everything the part of. So when I go to that last message, is there any additional feedback that you can provide Chris before his next meeting that could make an impact? I would definitely urge you to provide that information. You're going to be open and honest. This is zero judgment in these meetings. I talk a lot about that. So that whole approach, it needs to be, ingrained into your core value like it needs to be a part of you because it's not about a system or a method that approach has everything to do with who i am like i want the best out of everyone and that's the belief that 100 belief in abundance and living in abundance it's a lifestyle bro it's a lifestyle you got to really want the best out of everyone i can give a shit there's enough money out there for all of us i just proved that two percent of the world own the 98 percent of the world's wealth that's a staggering number I mean, when I say that to you, did, did you have you did you know that prior to this meeting? Uh, I, I, That's a crazy number. Yeah. Crazy number. Do you want to be a top one percent in the world of what you do or in your country? Do the things that I'm talking about, dude, and you'll transform yourself into those numbers. I I couldn't think of a better note for us to wrap this show up on, dude. Chris, that that approach. If you didn't haven't taken notes on that, yeah, you know, I don't want to call it a script, but. 
Chris's message that he just delivered, you know, start high and high, how he's working with his clients, how he sets the expectation to build rapport and in an authentic mm -hmm. manner, which I dig because everyone's like, oh, you build rapport and you have people with these really unauthentic approaches because their script says build rapport. And so they try to build rapport and it just doesn't come off natural. And the dialogue you and I just shared right now on this call was as natural as it can be. And and as scripted as can be. There's no script Chris is following. There's no script that I'm following. Right. It is 100% just a dialogue between two people. And so that that is key. You deliver so much value here. Now, now Chris, when someone wants to work with you or learn the Winject approach or, or take their mm -hmm. sales skills to the next level, very clear we discussed, you do help corporations take, them, take their yeah. skills to the next level. Can individuals work with you or work with somebody in your organization, or is it solely for corporate clients right now? Um, not for, I mean, just for any kind of company, but I, I'm very selective of the contracts that we want to sign. We want to make sure that we're getting the right ones. I don't want to be overstaffed or overstimulated and not be able to you know, do what I do at a very high level. It's all about making sure that we're taking on the right clients. Some of the clients, obviously, with the NDAs and the things that we've been discussing, there's some big names out there that we're working with that are asking us and you know, for our services of I me mean, doing audits. Um, there's some really cool people that are actually getting to us. We are always hiring new salespeople. We're training them within. That's probably the best way. Um, I don't sell any front-end or back-end products um, with my companies. I don't. Uh, what I do is strictly going inside of companies and comp corporations and aligning processes and maximizing their you know, results to a very high level. The some of the sometimes that they've never experienced, they never thought it would be actually feasible possible. Okay, so you can find my website, my personal brand website, chrisrossofficial.com. Um, my social media is went with the whole sales thing. This is Chris Ross. Or if you go on Instagram, I didn't win the rights to, for my name on Instagram. So it's just Chris Ross. Um, Winjet um, Incorporated. Um, Winjet.com. It could be TCR Consulting Agency.com. That website will be changing because obviously I'm a chairman now moving over to, it'll be TCR Education Corporation. But other than that, easiest probably place to find me. Just go to chrisrossofficial.com or listen to the win-win effect show. And you hear myself, Wes Beige, you check out Anthony's um, show when he was episode, when he was on, I believe it, it just launched this past week at over about 40,000 downloads so far, which I'm so freaking just massive, zero marketing, zero, <laughs> zero that stuff. It's just word of mouth and getting the right people on the show. I could get over 200 downloads a month. It's freaking nuts, man. I don't even know how people listen to me that much or listening to people coming on the show, but I'm very grateful. I really do appreciate everything, especially yourself. Well, I definitely appreciate the opportunity. 40,000 downloads on the Win Win Effect podcast, episode 50 featuring myself, Anthony Garcia. I am incredibly humbled and honored to have that opportunity. I'm thankful to, to bring you on the Catapulted Commissions podcast as we work to continue to grow uh, our subscribers, grow our downloads, grow our listening, and the mm -hmm. value you provided over the last two weeks. I mean, is a staple. That is exactly uh, what the Catapult Commission's podcast uh, show is about. So I appreciate you sharing that. All the links Chris just shared right now, we'll find in the show notes. If you're on the YouTube, check the show notes below. Uh, any one of your local podcast players, you also find the show notes. As always, you can get any more information about Chris uh, through my links on the website, anthonypgarcia.com or catapultingcommissions.com. Guys, Chris Ross trademark chris ross because he has the rights to his name on instagram so it's super easy to find him on instagram thank you for joining the show today catapulting commissions family be sure to click subscribe 
I will see you guys next week. Well, that does it for today's episode on Catapulting Commissions with Anthony Garcia. If you found some value in today's show, please be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. Don't forget to subscribe to Catapulting Commissions. That way you get notified of new episodes every week. Lastly, please take a screenshot of today's show and share it on Instagram. Every week, I'll be giving away a signed copy of my best-selling book to one person who tags me at Anthony P. Garcia 99 and includes the hashtag catapulting commissions. Thank you for your time, and I look forward to helping you achieve higher commissions. <laughs>